We're here to talk ACC men's basketball, current standings, some surprises, and who's been so far disappointing. Duke, I'm looking at you. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod from anywhere. On today's episode, we're talking through ACC men's hoops. We've got a lot to go over as we give you the current standing, who is currently undefeated, some surprises, some disappointments, and all that in between. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Kenton, how are you feeling on this uh, Tuesday? Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. You know, we finally get to talk about some basketball, which most people would think that I absolutely hate this time of year. But I disagree. This is the only time of year where I don't have to watch four or five games having all these screens up trying to keep up and, and looking like the SpongeBob meme where the eyes are going every which way because teams tend to play on different days or at least at different times. Absolutely agree. And as it stands, surprisingly enough, or not surprising to us, but maybe to some, those who have caught up and really been following us along this ACC journey, the AC men's basketball is off to a solid start, all things considered. I think the state of college play is everyone can get it on any given night and doesn't matter if it's the start of the season, end of the season, upsets happen all the time. And the ACC is no different and has been affected by some highs and certainly some lows. Yeah, for sure. And for us to have five ranked teams at this point in the season should be six if some of us could kind of win the games we're supposed to win, even though we're pulling off massive upsets. I'm looking at you all, Yellow Jackets. I'm loving what you're doing. We'll, we'll get into that a little later. But the reality is we're in a good spot. I think we're in a really good spot as a conference right now. And I think that uh, teams are going to start getting better, gelling together. And these conference matchups, the ACC is going to be an absolute gauntlet this year in terms of what teams are looking at uh, for their schedules. Yeah, you're absolutely going to have to earn every win. So let's start with the current standings of the state of affairs. The, the only current undefeated team for men's basketball in the ACC is, surprisingly enough, the Clemson Tigers. What has been so good about Clemson so far this season? I mean, I'll tell you this much. Joe Girard is feeling extremely comfortable. He's showing up and he's showing out. And I'll tell you this. He went from orange to orange, so I guess that's why he feels so good. I guess that's why he feels so relaxed in this thing. But not only that, you've got P.J. Hall being exactly who we knew he all – or exactly who we all know that he is. And therefore, you know, that combination, that duo is – you're going to struggle to to do much with them every time. And, of course, Chase Hunter being the distributor, the playmaker, all the things along those lines. This team is is setting up to be something special. Absolutely agree. And then when you look at Clemson and just their non-conference schedule, I think they've taken on the challenge of facing some harder opponents. So there is no conversation about them in the postseason. Yeah, I agree. And and I'll tell you this much. They picked up a massive win against Alabama in the ACC-SEC challenge to where 
we expected with with Coach Oates, you expect Alabama to be a contender. You expect them to be good. You expect them to do all the things every year. And what else happens other than Clemson shows up and is the better team pretty much from start to finish? I mean, they put Alabama away early, didn't give them too much hope in that thing. And and so, you know, this is a game where ultimately, while it was some back and forth in it, Clemson showed up, showed out, did what they're supposed to do. And that's why, again, they're the only undefeated team in the conference right now. They play some relentless, and I mean relentless defense. It is hard to do anything with them when teams have a ball, and it's very clear why they're the uh, the only undefeated left because they've consist they've been consistent. Their stars have been consistent, and the one thing that is the one thing that we know travels defense has been consistent as well. And I think what's important for Clemson now to turn the page and get ready for Saturday's matchup against Memphis is just, again, maintaining that consistency. As you mentioned, they're going to need, you know, some big time playmakers to make big time plays and have that veteran leadership in Hall and Gerard. But, you know, they got some cupcake ones against Queens and Radford. But I would say for the to end this December stretch, that Memphis one is going to be definitely the gut check. And oddly enough, Memphis is favored in that game. A lot of folks really believe in Memphis. Uh, I really believe in Memphis in that game. And uh, with that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson continues to do what they do because don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? I love my dead brother in the bond, Penny Hardaway. That's a that's a good man, Savannah. That's a team that's only up and up. They're becoming more substance than flash. But I still, I struggle to think, how are you going to get over the massive hump that is Clemson's front court? I mean, we know all of the things that P.J. Hall brings and all that he does. But the, you've also got... Ian, I don't want to mispronounce his name. I'm probably going to, but Ian Shiflin, who has been a revelation as well, just being relentless on the board. So this Clemson team could very well pull off this upset. I wouldn't be too shocked about it. 100%. Let's talk about some of the undefeated in conference play ACC men's basketball teams that we have here. Clemson, of course, leading that charge, but followed closely by Virginia, Miami, NC State, UNC, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and getting ready for maybe some a, a, big, a big W. Wake Forest are currently at flat rate, but could see them get their first win of the season. But of those teams, any of them jump out at the bit for you in terms of being undefeated already too early to call it or, you know, all that in between? I think it's a little too early to call it. And I, for those of you thinking that's a lot of undefeated in conference teams, almost everybody has played or actually everybody has played either one or zero conference games. Right. You didn't, so, ha- you didn't have to give away the magic trick. You didn't have to do it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not in, in the Wizards of Oz. I'm the guy who's going to pull back the curtain and show you the Wizards, just a little guy there. But very seriously, I think it is too early to call because we're just now kind of seeing what these teams look like and getting a feel for, OK, this is who you are. This is who you are. This team shows up in primetime moments. This team does not. This team has consistent guard play. This team does not. This team's front court. This team's defense. This team takes care of the ball. This team's, you know, we're we're just now really getting into that in order to kind of say, who these teams are. And so far, there have been some surprises, but I would say that everything, not everything, but most things have been fairly chalked this year. And just overall, when you talk about, again, trying to make our stake in our case for having nine to 10 ACC schools in NCAA tournament, for me, I think we're off to a solid start to make that argument as in past years. Maybe the conversations around if one will get in, if three will get in, we're going to fight for a chance. Like it's getting harder and harder because of the elevation of play that we'll continue to see as we get into league uh, matchups. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that the biggest thing that, that we need to do here as a conference is keep winning these out-of-conference games. Don't pick up these quad four losses. Don't pick up these quad three losses. Do what you're supposed to do against the teams you're supposed to do it against. And don't get me wrong, Candace, you and I both know, everybody ain't able. Looking at you, Kenny Payne, everybody ain't able. But with that being said, you know, we're we're looking at a situation where the teams that are supposed to be middle of the road are better, you have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat out of conference. Because basketball, they actually do factor in all of those rankings and all that to say, okay, what does this team look like? What should this team be in terms of the metrics they use to to determine who's what? Those losses, those bad losses, those losses where it's like, wait a minute, you were 15-point favorites. How did you not win this game? Those those add up. Those ultimately add up to destroy a conference's record as a whole. Now, out of how many games normally you say four is usually the standard for college football, how many games or even a conference play or just total would you argue that a team gets its identity? I, you know, it's it's a little different for basketball because there there is so much variance in who teams schedule. Like if we look at Michigan State every year, they schedule a gauntlet to start the season off every year. And every year by the middle of that gauntlet, everybody's saying Izzo's lost it. This team is terrible. He needs to retire. And then all of a sudden conference play rolls around and you're like, oh, they're good again. And so in terms of – and you have, of course, other teams who schedule the Island of Misfit Toys University, um, you know, for the first four games or whatever, first eight games or whatever, and pick up a great record that way. So I'd say when you're in about three to four weekends deep in the conference play, or three, three weekends in the conference play, I'd feel comfortable saying, I know exactly what you are. I know exactly what you are. No doubt about it. All right. As mentioned, we are here with our friends at LinkedIn. As we know, we are trying to hire for a small business and we want to have top tier candidates as often as possible to interview. That's why we have encouraged you all to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it a place, the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write a job description, making the process even quicker and easier. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Kenton Gibbs and I talking through men's basketball here at the ACC. We have seven undefeated conference teams, but there's been some current surprises, right? Of course, there always is people that jump out the page um, for you. And of course, we mentioned Clemson. They've been a hot topic at the top of the show. And Joe Girard, who you said had switched some oranges, is certainly one who has been a great veteran leader. And now that he gets a CW network to hear his old coach, you know, talk you know, Jim's about him. I'm sure that is fun. But, you know, Joe getting the opportunity to not play with the Bayheim brother, but PJ Hall and company has been certainly good for him and Coach B, who I think has been able to lead him, kind of keep him moving as he probably has, you know, aspirations to the next level. 
You know, this is a team that's playing like they just barely missed out on the tournament last year. This is a team that's playing like we missed by the hairs on our chin and we don't want it to happen again. And they certainly had an argument to get in, right? We we talk about the fact that they beat NC State, who got into the tournament three times, and every win against them got bigger. You talk about a team that, you know, ultimately their conference record should have been strong enough to get them in in the ACC. But in that year, it, it, the, the selection committee just decided to leave them out, which, you know, some agree with, some disagree with. But this is a team playing like, hey, we know our mission, we know our purpose, we understand the assignment, and at the end of the day, everybody here is going to get down in the stands, we're going to hit the boards like nobody's business, we're going to be tenacious, and we're going to make it real hard on teams because we have the offensive firepower via Hall, via Gerard. so the the that part is taken care of. But this team just plays with the energy and effort and a grit that is, you know, a team that is a, a positive surprise normally has those things in spades, and this Clemson team definitely does. A thousand percent. Other surprises for me, you know, RJ Davis in North Carolina. RJ is just having being a stat monster, 21 points, averaging 44 percent from the field goal uh, percent as a field goal percentage, giving very minimal turnovers, really teaching Elliot Cadeau sort of how to manage and be a good general floor general, I think it's something to where we probably thought Armando Baycott was going to be the man. And with everything that happened last year for Caleb and RJ, to see RJ have his success, to see Caleb have his success at Arizona, it's certainly nice to see RJ command this team and, you know, a couple hiccups across the road, but certainly a hard stretch as they get ready to face off against Kentucky. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I want to say this. When you talk about that, when you talk about that North Carolina team, you obviously know that that's a team that's not going to be – North Carolina never runs super deep. That's never going to be a team that plays 10 players big minutes. However, their stars are showing up. I mean, RJ is the second leading scorer in the conference right now. Armando is the leading rebounder in the conference. This is a team where, again, the stars are starring. They're leading the way. They're doing the things. And Elliot Cadeau is in a space where you can tell – that inexperience is working for him and for his good. If you look at the Tennessee game, that was a young man playing in a way that was just so loose and free. He didn't feel the pressure of, this moment is so big and I got to be right and I got to do right. He's just out there being free, letting things flow, having a good time and playing ball. And so it's, it's really working out well for that team. Because again, when your stars are starting, when your stars are leading the charge, you end up in a good space. When those stars start to recede a little bit and say, oh, well, you know, I know I'm supposed to be the star, but get somebody else to do it. That's when you're running into problems. And those those guys, you know, the, the guys that are supposed to be leaders are leading. Yeah, 100%. I think another positive is it's a team who didn't make NCAA tournament last season after starting out as preseason number one to be That's a top fair. 10 team right now certainly is one that they understand that they're trying to get that look back. I think, you know, still ways and opportunities to get better. Elliot Cadeau definitely has to get more confidence with shooting as you were talking about his performance. But North Carolina as a whole, if you're a person who loves the ACC, Carolina good is good for business, right? It's better for where we're trying to ensure that our teams get in, whether you win or lose against them. It certainly um, helps our league as a whole. You're going in and out. Can't quite hear you. Right. Uh, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Okay. I said I gave you an inch and you're going to take them out. You know, I, I've said some nice things about some tar here. Now, next thing you know is them being good is good for business in the ACC. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, I got to talk about the boys on the other side of this thing because the reality is when we talk about disappointments, I mean, 
one of the biggest. I got to disappointments yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Well, the reality is, yes, uh, UNC is is playing very well. And yes, you know, we the, the guys, I'll say this. I would not necessarily agree that it's good for business when the Blue Bloods are good. But I will it's say that they're really good for like I don't know why we have to do this. It's Here's actually the, I, listen. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. They're, UNC is a national brand. Yes, it's good for business ACC wise for them to be good. But I'm not. I'm one of those people that believes that the business of sports has ruined sports as it is right now. I I a thousand percent believe that. But so we're not going to go to different this. different episode. That's you, what I'm saying. You, we're not going to participate on that. We're off of it. Thank you so much. That, I said we're not going to participate. Three episodes with FSU talk about your disappointment. In the I said we're not going to participate. Okay, thank you so See, much. That, you don't know Nato Judah Mitz, star waiting to get paid. Get paid, young man, get paid. He is mm-hmm. on track to me to go ahead and make the sophomore season very special. Very you know smart idea to return to Syracuse under a great new uh head coach, but Judah has certainly been making a name for himself start of the season. You know, Judah Mintz last year was a very streaky on and off three-point shooter at 30%. He's increased to 44% this year. He's increased his free, uh, percentage from the free throw line from 75% to 79 this year. He has gotten better in almost every way you can imagine. His blocks, his steals are up, his points per game are up. Judah has shown that he can be an effective lead guard. He has shown that at an extremely high level this year. And I'll tell you, he's definitely leading the charge for this Syracuse team. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He stirs the drink. He makes it happen. And Syracuse would not be the same team they are without. Don't get me wrong. Gerard was a loss. But had they lost Gerard and Mintz, it would be down there battling with uh, some other teams that are basement dwellers at the moment in the conference. Absolutely. Final team that has been surprising, Georgia Tech, where they've we mentioned highs of highs and lows of lows, yeah. and Georgia Tech beating you know some big Mississippi State, beating Duke at home. I think that's great, hanging on the banner, hanging in the rafters, whatever you choose. But it's also some head scratching losses against Mass and others that you, know, you find yourself saying, Georgia Tech, we're right there. Let's let's let's. It's giving new coach, right? It's giving someone still yeah. trying to learn its its program and its team and how to gel. It's, it's so confusing. It's so confusing to me because you see a team with the potential to win two straight ranked games, one of which being against the top 10 team in Duke. But you also see a team capable of losing to UMass Lowe. You also see a team that is capable of just barely escaping Howard by the hairs on their chinny chin chin. You know, this is a very perplexing team, but I'll tell you what, them being perplexing is more than we thought that we get out of them. Them being perplexed, them being a team that's kind of up, down, all over the place is much more than we thought we'd get out of them, right? You look at Miles Kelly and all that he's done with this team so far this year. The hometown kid from Stone Mountain, which if you don't know the area, Stone Mountain is literally a stone's throw away from Atlanta in terms of, of how close the two are. You look at him and who he's been all this year, showing up night in, night out, and doing what needs to be done. But you also say, okay, Who's going to come along with them? And are y'all going to be consistent in coming along with them in terms of doing what needs to be done for this Georgia Tech team to win the games that they need to win, like a UMass Lowell and whatnot? Because, again, if this team stays on this surprising track and they end up better than we think they are, losses like that, will those are the losses that kill the conference's brand. 
I think Kelly and Sturdivant's senior leadership is or veteran, I should say, because Kelly's a junior, but their veteran leadership is what you're kind of it's kind of confusing for me. Like you've been here long enough to know, right? I understand it's a new coach, new system, but you've you've been around the block enough to know that it's hoops at the end of the day. It's a game of runs, we get it done, you know, yada yada. So how they, you know, kind of turn that page and get the ones that they're supposed to win will certainly make or break the season for them. Let's talk about the disappointments as you're so excited to do right now. After we talk about as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. This app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash college and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is official partner of the NFL. Kenton Gibbs and I rocking through the end of ACC men's basketball talk, and there's been some current surprises. There have been some disappointments, and we have a few disagreements on who's most disappointing, but I'll let you start with yours. I mean, obviously, you've got to start with Duke, and Duke's disappointment starts and ends with none other than Mr. Kyle Filipowski, the guy who was predicted to be the player of the year in the conference, the guy who was predicted to be uh, Mr. Everything in the conference, He's gotten worse in a lot of ways this year. I don't argue me- that he's lost himself some money. You know, I, I'm, I'd, I'm not- I'd rather go learn these things as a two-way player, you know, than sit here in college for another year and have these scouts be like, I don't know. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I'm not going to disagree with you at all. But the reality for him is he absolutely has to do more, has to be better. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that he is much too big to be always standing out on the perimeter the way that he is offensively. Defensively, he's having an impact. He's improved defensively as a rim protector and whatnot, which is what a lot of teams want to see from him. But, brother, you're also – don't forget that the main thing is the main thing. The thing that can give you a career in the NBA for the next 15, 20 years – well, not 15, 20, but you get what I'm saying, the next decade or so, if you're a seven-footer that can consistently stretch the floor – People are going to want to pay you money to do it. If you think I'm lying, Mike Muscala, still in the NBA. Why do you think so? Why do you think that is? He's a big man that can knock down the three. Frank the Tank Kaminsky, turnstile on, on defense, but what can he do? Shoot the three for a big man. So the reality is, you know, don't, don't lose that. Don't just outright lose that ability, which he's his shot is struggling to fall right now. I'm sure he'll get it figured out eventually. But, I mean, this is a Duke team that saw most of the guys, or not most, yeah, most of the guys come back. They saw most of the talent, most of the stars which come back. why this is confusing. Jeremy Roach, how many years you need to be a Duke to be a pick up the pace now? Proctor, what we doing? No, and, and Mitchell, I was, what we doing? I was called everything but a child of God when I said, oh, he, he was wasting them evaluators time hopping in that draft. I was called everything <laughs> but a child of God. Um, in the words of Doja Cat, look at me, look at me. You're looking? I mean, that's we got what we got there. But this Duke team is a little bit surprising at the moment in terms of some of the losses they've taken early this season. And, you know, there's been these things about how they're only good at home and only good at when they dominate at Cameron. But how much of it do we need to start assessing Coach Shire? Right, because we were so hard on Hubert in Hold his first three. Okay. Hold on now. All right. We I, oh so no, no, I'm on, saying you spit. We, we, so, we were so hard on Hubert 
when he first got there, yet he took them to a national championship game. Somehow, some way, Duke started out the season number seven and now fallen to, out of the top 20, and yet there's been no criticism, no, is, are we sure John was the right hire, and no, all of that, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just a little bit confused. I'm going to tell you what. They got a big chance coming up here. Their next game is against a Baylor team that is most likely going to be ranked in the top 10 when they play, potentially top five. Right. So uh, Shire, Filipowski, Roach, Proctor, and company, you got a shot. You got a shot. You got, if you ain't going to piss, get off the pot because this is the game to show us something now. This is Absolutely. the game to show us something. Every other ranked game that you played, you've lost except against the Michigan State team that has us all kind of scratching our heads like <laughs> Every year after year. It's supposed to be good. They're yeah. supposed to be. So, Facts. you know. Another team that is head-scratching, of course, but maybe not disappointing, not surprised, wherever you fall on it, Louisville. Mm. You know, Kenny Payne, year one, we were like, God, is he going to make it to year two? They gave him grace, extended him to year two, but it's not exactly going well either in that regard. And I just feel like I'm trying. Find it. I'm trying. I want to give grace. Going to find it. It's, it's, it's getting rough, you know, losing to Virginia Tech, losing to DePaul. Now you got teams like Arkansas State, Pepperdine, and then you got to play Kentucky at the end of this thing. <sighs> All right. Here's the thing. It's not just that they're losing. It's how they're losing and why things are happening. Right. And how everything is being laid out to the world, right? For example, the leggings incident. Yeah, we never talked about it. I wanted us to let it go, but go ahead. Come on. That was one of the most embarrassing things that I have ever seen in my life. A coach admit publicly right. in my life. I have That's never the seen thing. Like that. Why We're at an age where everyone wants to be vocal. Everyone wants to be want transparent. To be want to be vocal and viral. Everybody wants to be transparent, but how do you throw your kid under the bus in that regard and not take that L as a coach? How do you, you know, sit there and say that that was the reasoning and somehow think, oh, yeah, this is going to go off, right? Crazy, crazy work. Absolutely. And I also want to say, like, at the end of the day, to that young man, brother, go play basketball. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, we didn't have the tights, and that's why Tyler Johnson didn't play because, you know, the, the tights that, that he wanted that we've never had for him, he just didn't wear. Well, I can guarantee you two things out of that. Number one, Tyler Johnson is probably not too interested in sticking around after a situation where, you know, that gets told to the world that, hey, this young freshman kid didn't want to play because he didn't have the tights that I wanted or the tights that we wanted for him. But second of all, as a coach, right, how do you not find a way to motivate your players to play despite something like that? Like, you know what, what is it about you? This kid is from Brooklyn. This is not a kid that's from Manhattan or something like that, where it's like, hey, man, I don't have to be here. My well, parents hell, are I don't even think it's just on Kenny because, like, you got assistant coaches, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. sometimes those are the more player-driven parts of your team. So for them to not even be able to get through. But beyond that, I'm just like, I don't know what you have assembled there, but quite frankly, it's not working. And, and the worst part about it is – I want to say strip it down to the studs and rebuild it, but didn't they just do that? Just did that. And he's supposed to be the one that's going to lead them back to the promised land because you always go with someone with some ties. And I don't know if you should keep it all in the family on this one. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, okay? Now, I know that everybody has the right to practice whatever religion they want and all that good stuff, but 
Last time I checked, wasn't it some folks in the Bible that thought they were going to the promised land? They ended up wandering around in the wilderness for about 40 years or so. Oh, here we go. Last um, team, last team, last team. <laughs> Just let that go. Last team here, Florida State, you know. Oh, they've, they've been wandering for a Don't make me say now. it. Don't make me say it, Candace. Don't, don't make me say it. I don't know. Is it time for Coach Ham? Hey, Is it time? I hate it had to be him. Is it time? It it really just feels like, you know, we because last the last couple of years they've had terrible injury luck and all the things that you can say, oh well, you know, they're they're just down so many guys, but folks transferring out of the program and, and kind of feeling like, yeah, they got length, but it feels like they're kind of devoid of talent at the moment. And it just seems like it just feels like Coach Ham has lost that locker room a little bit. You know what I mean? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if, if you've seen something different when you watch the games, tell me. But it just – that team just looks listless and lifeless at times. It's going it's through just, the motions. It doesn't feel like yeah. passion or there's any, any huts yeah. around it. And it's always going to be to me whatever happened to 2020, what could have been mm. had him won the national championship. I don't know that he'll ever get to that. But, you know, it's just really sort of a sad, sad ending. And I would hope, you know, that he doesn't have the same sort of treatment as Bayheim. I think it's a little bit different. He's not as crazy. But, you know, <laughs> it might be time to just reconsider our, our options, you know, in terms of how we are still a part of the game of basketball. You know, uh, move into an advisor role or something, you know, kind of. Move, move, just, go, just go on go on a road trip like uh, Roy does. You know, every now and then just find yourself out there doing your thing. yeah. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do like uh, Coach Calhoun. Go coach like a local D three, so you don't got to move, and you can just enjoy it and not have the pressure and the money involved. He has schools in Florida, right? 100%. Uh, it's just, it's Coach hey, Ham, man. It's a, it's a sad way, you know. Everyone wants a storybook fairy tale ending, but sometimes it's just and, not that. And here's the deal: there's a lot of season left, Coach Ham. You can prove us mighty wrong. I you can so. you can make us sit up here and say. Ooh, we sorry, you know. We we thought that you was one thing, Look, but y'all turned out to be it. another. But it, did it. He gave it. He got one extra year than we thought. Hello, he really did. But this is a team that I'm wondering, like, outside of Jameer Watkins, what do you have? Who is coming along with him? Who is showing up with him? Because I'm, I'm just kind of confused, you know. Yeah. Hundred percent disappointed, but yeah, maybe it's not surprising at this point. Yeah. Either way it goes, there's a lot of great basketball that we'll preview for you the, towards the end of the week. We gotta talk about the women on tomorrow's episode, and then we'll give you a kickstart into the weekend. So make sure you check all those things out. If you have not yet, get caught up on all of our episodes for a locked on ACC by following our YouTube page and anywhere in our audio space. We always appreciate it. And then check out our locked on sports today show, where all of our locked on podcast network friends give you some inside scoops on your favorite teams every day for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.